This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora, friends. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara of Motueka, bringing you an eco-postcard. Each week, I send you a small snapshot of a few things going on in our world concerning the health of our beautiful planet. Sometimes it's good news and sometimes it's bad. So what do we have today? Well, I'll start very local. I'll talk about the trees on Motueka's High Street. Recently, these trees were slated to be cut down because of, of some Waka Kotahi improvements in the road and its intersections, there was quite an outcry of citizens who saw the trees as a very important contributor to the beauty of the town and much upset about the loss of the trees. Uh, the eventual compromise was to cut some and leave some and to promise to replace the amputated trees by uh, greenery in the area. But it's, I think it led people to think about the place of trees in urban cityscapes, particularly as we move to intensify cities, the importance of leaving room for trees in many parks. The benefits of urban trees are considerable. Beauty is perhaps the most obvious one, but shading carbon sequestration, cutting air pollution, uh, assisting with the removal of stormwater, and just the, the well-being of citizens in a tree-lined street rather than being surrounded by concrete and asphalt. Okay, on to other odds and ends. Just to let anyone who's interested know that there are is available now an electric delivery truck, a seven-ton electric delivery truck available in New Zealand. The range of vehicles available in EV form is steadily expanding. Now, an interesting thing going on throughout the world is the use of the law system to push corporations and governments towards needed climate action. And it's a, a growing phenomenon. There are now thousands of cases, and some of them are specific to the area and issue involved, and some of them are what one might call strategic cases. They're to establish principles to bring about a broader social shift. And in some of these, in a number of countries, there have been quite important wins. In a few cases, by groups of children pointing out that their very future, their future well-being, health, even existence, is being threatened by climate change. And some of these cases have won in courts. They usually are challenging government inaction or lack of ambition in climate goals, although some important ones have been to major fossil fuel corporations. An organization around this has formed 
in the last few years in New Zealand called Lawyers for Climate Action New Zealand Incorporated. And some very excellent thinking is taking place in this organization. There are two important cases currently running in New Zealand. One is the Lawyers for Climate Action challenging the Climate Change Commission on its targets and goals. This has obviously got important implications. Another is a challenge to Auckland Transport and Auckland City Council along the lines that their transport plan does not bring about significant carbon emissions reduction, which is, they claim, not in accordance to relevant law. A new one and a local one has just emerged with Lawyers for Climate Action acting for Zero Carbon Nelson Tasman challenging the Nelson City Council on being premature in decision-making about the site of a new library in that city, saying that we really need to understand the area's adaptation plans because it's sited in a, in a floodplain subject to inundation. And so the, the challenge is, first of all, make sure that we know what we're doing in terms of adaptation in the area and the public has been consulted with full knowledge of the inundation conditions and then let's let's decide where we put our library. Very interesting cases and very important cases. Okay, uh, what else do I want to tell you about? Oh, so bit, bits and pieces of good news. Steel production has been and still remains a really difficult area in terms of climate action. Steel is produced with coal, both to produce heat and also incorporating carbon in the substance of steel. And it's often cited as one of the exceptions to areas that can be where there can be industrial decarbonization. It is the case that a company in Sweden is now making steel without coal. They're using hydrogen for the production of the very high heat needed to produce steel. And evidently, this is very good quality steel because it's being bought by Volvo for incorporation into its trucks. So there's a, an interesting step forward in industrial decarbonization. Uh, finally, another little piece. People are thinking about whether climate education for kids teens in particular, should be mandatory. And one thinker in this area pointed out that not teaching a child about climate change is like sending them on a boat trip without teaching them to swim. Well, actually, <laughs> vivid as that analogy is, I think it's actually worse than that because you may go on a boat trip and not need to swim, but you cannot be a young person beginning their life career on this planet without needing to know about climate change and what's to be done about it. So I think, I think there's a very good case for mandatory education in climate change. Of course, New Zealand schools have a curriculum 
on climate change, but it is far from universally taught. Okay, that's it for today. I'm Joanna Santa Barbara, and this has been an Eco Postcard. Eco Postcards airs on Monday afternoons at 3.30 p.m. and on Saturday mornings, 9.50 a.m. Till next week, bye for now. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.